I, I, again. And it sounds like Robert's having some some um, sound difficulties. So we're going to just bear through until, you know, he, he gets back online. Um, but just look at his lovely face while we are <laughs> having a conversation. Joining us today is Miriam Frost. She is the founder of Stellar Power Yoga. And, and she is uh, here to help us with an amazing discussion on life is crazy, live, love, and laugh anyway. And that is what we are going to be trying to figure out today. How do we live, love, and laugh anyway, in spite of what is going on, because of what is going on, we can live, love, and laugh anyway. And so also in the shot here is our lovely producer, Versus, who is running this, you know, the operations for us in the background. So um, so those of you who are listening to us on TuneIn, definitely give us a call, engage in this conversation, 678-613-5857. Or if you are on Sensation Station Network's Facebook Live, you can definitely jump on and comment because we want to hear what you have to say. So Miriam, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here with you, Pamela, once again. Yes, you you were here almost two years ago, and we were talking health and wellness back then, and yes. things were very different. <laughs> it was very different. We were just yes. one year in business. We were we had just opened a year, uh, the studio. Now we're into the third year, and here yeah. we are dealing with coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So how and, interesting is that? Right, and and so it sounds like you have managed to pivot to just kind of you know move with Absolutely. what. So what, what are you all doing now? Absolutely. So um, basically, <clears throat> once the coronavirus <clears throat> hit, I think we it was around the uh, middle of March is when I had decided to close the studio um, because of what was going on. I'm around March 15th. And basically, I took a two week pretty much just kind of reassessing and realized that it was time to change the entire business model. Yeah. And, um, and I, and from there, it's like, you know, I, I worked so hard on the original business model. So it was time to figure out how to persevere and yes. create a new business model. So what we do here at the studio, every month we focus on a specific word, a power word mm-hmm. and a power pose to go along with it. So this month had to be perseverance, um, and we just kind of, we, we implemented perseverance in, in the classes and the verbiage and, and how we share information with people. And then I had to get, again, a whole different understanding of what perseverance meant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order for me to, to share that with what we're giving to the community, um, I had to get another, uh, a more enlightened understanding of what perseverance really means. And mm-hmm. what, yeah. So what I came up with was, um, is having an attitude towards fear. An attitude towards fear. Towards like fear. I'm not dealing with you fear. Like, I don't like you fear. <laughs> attitude that you have towards fear. What can you do for me? And what have you done for me lately? Because if it hasn't been something that I needed to right. get through these challenges, then we need to have a conversation here. Oh, where is I this love it. coming from? Where do we, where, where, where do, how can I use you fear to help me get through these challenges? That's perseverance. I love it. I could do all, I could do bad with all by myself without you fear. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And, and you know, we can take that fear and we turn it into power. We it. turn that fear into power. What am I gonna do? I have to change the entire business model. Um, and of course, you know, you have staff, you, you know, you wanna look out for your staff. You wanna look out for your member base. This is a place of healing and growing and 
So how can I do that virtually? So I had yeah. to like really put my hat on and, and, you know, just like I told a lot of my members, like I laid off for two weeks because I can't give you what I don't have. And right. I can't give my teachers yeah. to give you what I don't have to give to them. So what do right. they have to give to you? So it, 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 I pulled back for about two weeks. And then the third week I came in and we did a couple of beta testing. Technology is not my gig. But I won't say that anymore because I've created a whole. <laughs> you know, it, is like, now. <laughs> it is now. And actually, it's so funny how God works is you start, you create this, this, this perseverance attitude um, and you implement some perseverance in a different capacity than you never knew, knew that you could do. And now you've created a whole new dynamic of things that you didn't know that you couldn't do because you didn't know and you wasn't put in that position to do it. Right. Um, so now that we've, we've done it and the third week we went in, we did a beta test and a couple of classes. Yeah. We had some technical issues, you know, we had, you know, <laughs> we're still, we're still learning and growing, but as we uh, continue to update the, the business model, um, this is something that I will embrace even after coronavirus yes. because like I can, we can yeah. reach so many people um, mm-hmm. that we couldn't reach physically, we can, we can figure out how to make this connection, just like we're making a connection right now, yes. um, you know, by just the small things. Like we'll have maybe about 10 people on the screen and we'll just call out people's name. And, you know, I see you. I see you in that wow. pose. I love you it. Um, we're connected, you know, you're not by yourself. And I, did, I never thought that technology could actually make that happen, but I did not know what I did not know. And I know it now. We can yeah. make it happen. It's gonna take some work. It's gonna take some work. And some more perseverance and some more uh, enlightenment on understanding. However, uh, what I've learned is nothing good comes easy, right? Right, right. And and change or die, you know? And and so this the same goes for businesses. If we don't know how to change or adapt or we don't, like you did, took the time to do the changing and the adaptation, um, you know, you're going to, you'll get swept away, you know, with everything that's going on, but, but you, you adapted. I think there's so many lessons in that. Um, so we're going to go to a break, um, but thank you so much for that. There was, there were so many nuggets in there that I can't wait to dig into. So, um, so stay with us, y'all. Robert's going to be back with us. Don't worry. And we'll be right back on the live exchange. Diversity. Gas prices. Michael Jackson. Trending topics. Yeah. States are reopening. Um, as of Friday of this week, Georgia officially reopened. Not completely. You know, only you know only uh, businesses where people do the most touching open. <laughs> so bowling alleys, the movie theaters, not the movie theaters. Let me let me. But the, the gyms and the salons and the barber shops and the massage places and the tattoo places um, open for business in Georgia. So uh, apparently there are a lot of states around the country that have opened um, as of Friday. But the one that the reason why it's, I guess, so such big news for Georgia to have opened is, is because of the way that Georgia opened. Um, there are other states throughout the country and there's a whole list here that I was looking at of states that 
um, open, but in a, in a different way. So that if you're a, a, a business that doesn't have, um, you know, service that requires face-to-face, close contact service with people, you work in offices where, you know, they opened those businesses and allowed them to, you know, um, you know create their own social distancing type standards. But with Georgia, um, the list is barbershops, gyms, salons, massage therapists, and then on Monday, restaurants and movie theaters will be able to open. So it's it's really interesting because it, it's as if there was absolutely no strategy as it pertains to safety. There's some strategy, I'm sure, but as it pertains to safety um, with the reopening of these businesses. But, but I'm curious to know, um, Miriam, with you having a business that does engage and, and, you know, involve close contact, it could, depending on how it's done. Um, you know, how is this affecting your business? Is this, you know, where are you on this in terms of your own business? Well, as far as um, opening, so we're absolutely not opening right now. Um, the only way that we're going to open is when that curve flattens or starts to decrease. Um, yes, it is. Um, our original business model was to have people packed in here, um, 30, 20 people at a time. Um, however, that's not safe. And it's going to um, take us phases to phase that back in. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. It may even take to August. So in my mind, what I'm projecting is projected way out right. so that if it's in the fall or something, because I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, it the, coming back again. The resurgence. So yeah. yeah, the resurgence. So I need to be prepared if I start bringing people back in. And of course, I would do it in phases. It would start with five signups, mm-hmm. then 10 and 15. And then every time we, you know, we get into the, the level where people are here, if that spike starts to spike up again, we're pulling back. We're going right okay. back down. So, um, no, there's absolutely no way that we could actually, I would feel comfortable um, in my heart and sleep well at night to actually open and full steam ahead. Now, I do plan to, um, again, once the curve is flattened, we'll start bringing people back in the studio. However, uh, what we will do is, again, a new business model, taking it outside taking out to the parks, 10, 10 people. Yeah. So time of year for that. Yeah. So, you know, we can, with, I've, I've always uh, believed where there's a will, there's a way we don't have to, um, we don't have to allow fear to stop us from being creative. We can, th- there is healthy fear. Like we're not going to start, stop staying on, on a roof and, 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 you know, like on the tippy toes of the roof and, and <laughs> things won't fall accidentally. So there is healthy fear. However, um, we won't allow fear to stunt our understanding of growth and making changing and evolving and persevering through the challenges that we face. Right. That's, that's brilliant. And, and that you said, you know, it, it, it challenges our creativity. We've got to, you know, come up with new solutions, new ways to do things. Um, and so, and I think that's absolutely hit it on the head, whether we are speaking from the standpoint of a business or um, from our own lives, what we do with our children, how we navigate relationships, because for some people now you're in the house all day, every day with that significant other. <laughs> how do you navigate that? Do you need like schedule? time away i think i probably would need that thankfully i'm not like cohabitating with a significant other if i was i'd be like look we need to schedule three four hours away <laughs> i'm upstairs, you're downstairs. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me 
Yeah, you're fine. You know, you bring me to, to a point. One of the things that I was um, trying to, as I'm uh, meditating and focusing on, how can I continue to help people and actually help people better than I did? Mm-hmm. To me, situations, if you're not sick or you're not dealing with someone who's sick or someone, you're, you're pretty much, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. You, have, yeah. you still have work to be, there's work to be done for you. Um, so if you're not dealing with that type of situation, we have the ability to help others um, that are becoming sick or mentally, mental illness. We have the ability to help the homeless. We have the ability to do so much other work that we never really emphasize as much. So I really believe that after, out of all of this, there's a growth that must come out of it. I'm going to be looking at side-eyed at people that don't grow from this experience. If you didn't learn from this, I don't care where you come from. You, if you didn't learn from this experience, some, I'm going to like, there's something that you still need to work on internally. Yeah. And that's why I love the yoga. But here's what I want to share with you that people would, because people are always looking for answers, right? Mm-hmm. What can I do now during coronavirus? Intermittent fasting, social media, um, alcohol, the news. What oh, this will do is say that. I'm, I'm going to repeat this. Intermittent mm-hmm. fasting of social media, alcohol, and the news. And food. And food. And Four food. And, yes. That's so what this stuff. will do is this will bring better clarity. So people want to know, okay, I'm going to do this, but what's going to happen for me? You'll, mm-hmm. you'll have better clarity through this. Exercising. What is, what is exercising going to do for you? It's going to build confidence. Right. Confidence is what we show to the world, right? But the beauty of yoga, it builds self-esteem. So it's building yourself from the inside, building self-esteem, practicing meditation, practicing yoga, getting into your body. If you get into your body and you get to know yourself, it's not about you dealing with someone who's in the room with you. It's about you getting to know yourself. So when you get to know yourself and you can you can decide what you want to keep and what you want to get rid of, but how do you figure out about yourself is being in that yoga practice, is being quiet, is being still and sitting in whatever stuff that you got going on and then learn to get better from the inside, increasing self-esteem. Wow. No, that's good. I'm going to stop you there so we can go to a break. And I want to chew on all of those nuggets that you just brought up. (laughs) So stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And uh, today we are talking about how life is crazy right now, but we're going to live, love, and laugh through it anyway. And so today's Trending Topics is brought to you by Shalon Willis, Beauty Architect. She is the one who is typically responsible for the look on my face every week. She handles all the makeup and the beauty. And you may notice a lash kind of flapping around or something. That's because I had to do it myself today (laughs) because of... So yeah, I've noticed, it's so funny because I've noticed, I can tell the reporters who are on, um, you know, the news and stuff who are doing their own makeup and, you know, some of them are doing okay. It's not my forte. So, (laughs) so yes, check out Shalon. She does do makeup tutorials, many of which I have been watching and checking out. She she does them on Tuesdays, but you can find her um, at uh, Beauty Architect on all social media um, platforms. So uh, today's research and, um, 
I don't know if you're aware of this, at, um, Miriam, but there is this type of yoga that is called laughter yoga. Have you heard of this? I have. Of course she's heard of this. <laughs> I have. We're doing it right now. <laughs> right? We're doing it right now. <laughs> it is incredibly fascinating to me. And, and the reason why I looked this up is because I was listening to uh, a Facebook Live of somebody, and, and I can't remember. Um, gosh, I can't remember. But it was this um, idea that when you laugh, it actually massages the inside of you. So it's like you're giving yourself an internal massage when you laugh. And I thought, I love that. So I, I had to dig into it a little more. And lo and behold, there was this thing called laughter yoga. And I said, wow, we are having a yoga expert on the show today. This is <laughs> yes. perfect. So really, um, it is. Uh, what they're calling a global movement for health, joy, and world peace. And the the yoga, um, it's a new type of yoga that's, that's uh, started a few years ago by a medical doctor from India as a way to prescribe laughter for his patients. So now hundreds of thousands laugh daily and says it gives them a new positive outlook on life. Um, it cures depression and it keeps the people healthy. And just some of the, the, the benefits, actually, University of Texas, the MD Anderson Cancer Center has added laughter as a part of the treatment for the patients there. That's, that's fascinating to me. It's amazing, amazing. You know, I, laughter has always been something that gets us through, um, through tough times. Yes. Uh, uh, a friend of mine was, um, we were, we were uh, spending some time together and we were talking and, and honestly um, is, is the, the best part of the conversation was the laughter, the laughter. And even when we teach our classes, when we're here, um, I have some of the funniest teachers. They have some real good jokes. We laugh at ourselves. If we get in a pose and we're saying, yeah, do this, do this. And we wind up falling out of the pose. That's hilarious. <laughs> right. So it's, yeah, laughter, laughter can really move a lot of um, anxiety and, yeah, absolutely. and stress and depression, whether, um, whether you're doing it in a yoga class, I've never had it done here where we, everybody's just laughing. <laughs> but, but do we do we like engage in happy moments and funny moments? Do we you know say things and the whole class bust out laughing? Absolutely. You know, so funny. I have this thing that I say. Um, I try to crack a joke, and um, and I'm like, you know, don't worry about it. My kids don't think I'm that funny either. And then now everybody starts laughing. <laughs> so as, as, I'm like, as long as I think I'm funny, and then everybody laughs. You know, right. so it's, it's just the, the, the soft humor of just being uh, being happy and, and and finding a moment to be happy, even though we're in a, in a bad situation. Um, I feel the same about music. Um, music yes, is another healing. thing that is healing and, and releases so much tension. Um, you know, this there's this not that many things that you can, um, when you're on your yoga mat, it's it, you're, the human, the human part of you comes out. You're, it's all human, and when you have a community that is accepting of who you are, they accept your laughter, they accept your type of music, your humor, they accept you for exactly who you are. And that's one of the things that's really important for me is I don't want anybody to be excluded um, yeah. from feeling that they don't belong. Now, if you do right. something else, this is doing that's totally different. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because you're respecting and you're doing the things that are respectful to the next person, um, to, to uh, you know, whether it's a, a coworker or another teacher or a member, as long as you're being respectful to yourself as well as other, we're good. So let me let me share something that's really important that people need to understand. Um, yoga is just not one thing. So right. we the, this we have something called the eight limbs of yoga. Okay, there's eight parts of it. So you have the physical part of it, which is asana. So you do all the poses, and you, you know whether you choose to stand on your on your head, you're welcome to do so. If you and you just want to do regular warrior poses, core strengthening poses, that works the physical body, right? So you have your physical, and then you have your focus. Your focus, we call it drishti. We use the eyes to focus on things. And we use those elements of yoga, the eight limbs, to help you understand what they are in use so that when you go out to the world, you can also utilize them. They come easier. So you have your, your asana, you have your focus, you have your meditation, okay? And then you have what we call um, uh, pratyahara. It's basically the senses. So your sense of smell, sometimes it could be sexual, whatever, is having a, a detachment from those things so they don't control you, your senses, okay? And then you have um, yamas and niyamas, which is super important. So the yamas and niyamas represent um, how you, the morality that you care for yourself, your truth, and how, what, what kind of good person that you are to yourself. How do you take care of yourself? Do you eat well? Do you try to talk to yourself with good verbiage? And, and then you have the other one, the social morale. How do you treat society? Okay. Mm. So there's eight limbs, and then you have, yeah, and then you have the very top one, which is called samadhi. Samadhi is, to me, I interpret it as an enlightenment. It's your connection between you and your higher power, your mm-hmm. spirituality. Um, and what you want to achieve when you get to that, when you get to a point of samadhi is bliss. Bliss is feeling peace, because I share with people all the time. Um, peace is not an emotion. Peace like, you know, joy or shame or guilt or pain or happiness. Those are emotions. Peace right. is not emotion. Peace is a state of mind. So if you can attain that state of, state of mind and feeling peace in all of those different emotions, that's what we're trying to achieve, bliss, which is samadhi. So, you know what I mean? So a lot of people think that it's just yoga. You know, I see people doing this. It's, it's so many different elements. It's a work in progress on yourself completely. So, and, and I, and I think this answer probably would have come out with this, this question or this um, subject that I wanted to bring up um, because when I bring up yoga around certain circles, um, you know, there's all these misconceptions, you know, and, you know, so when we talk about, for example, Christianity and looking at how some Christians view yoga, um, I mean, there have been movements where they wanted to move the uh, move yoga practices into schools, which I think is a, a phenomenal idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll have parents protesting it because there's, you know, the, the practices are this, that, and the other. And I don't want to go into all the things that Christians have said about yoga because I, I did some reading on that and I was like, ah, we don't need to bring that into the show. Mm-hmm. But as you know, some some misconceptions and reservations. What do you have to say about that? Because I know that you also have your own foundation of spirituality and you do yoga. You know, how how yes. does this and I am I was I was brought up Christian and, and I am still Christian. 
Um, so here's what I say to that. Um, so it is um, it is a Hindu religion. It originated. And originally when yoga first came about, um, men could only practice it. Women could not practice. Okay. So there's so, many, there's so much history to it. So how yeah. I view it is what has, what has yoga evolved to and what can it do for me today? Okay. So when I do my trainings and I've done my trainings and um, I keep it very surfaced, like I don't, I don't have Buddhas in here. I don't keep, I don't go into the, the spirituality of things because it's not what I'm trying to promote. I'm not trying to promote anybody's religion, but mm-hmm. I am trying to promote things that actually work. And I don't share anything verbiage-wise, information, knowledge, or wisdom that I may have or learn from with anyone unless I've experienced it and learned from it myself. Right. Okay, so that's my integrity. Um, But as far as um, sharing um, with someone and saying, you know, keep keep whatever religion you're in. Because we have Jewish teachers. We have Christian teachers. We have Baptist teachers. Keep Muslim teachers. Keep whatever religion you're in. Don't let that deviate you from yeah. practicing something that's going to benefit you from the inside out, right? right? So here's what I did. Here's what I did when I did my training. And I remember, like, praying, literally going into prayer when I would sit in my training. And then it was like, okay, I'm feeling something. I'm learning about myself. Some things are coming up from childhood. Okay, I'm learning about all this amazing stuff that's coming out of, up for me. And then what I immediately went to is my faith. I went in prayer mode. So you go to what works for you and right. whatever you believe in. Um, I'm very careful with folks who do training with me because I want to make sure that they are uh, safe. Because when you open yourself up, you become vulnerable. And the what only thing I want to play safe look. It's so funny. Someone asked me that the other day. Um, you ask yourself how you feel. If you, mm. you ask yourself, if how, do I feel safe sharing this information or yes. saying this, and you have to hesitate and question, hold that thought. <laughs> That's, That's a perfect point to go to break, but that is such an important point. You know, you've got, if you've got to trust yourself, you've got to trust, you know, what you feel. You feel it for a reason. So, uh, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. So, okay, wow. Again, so much, uh, but stay with us. Let us know if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, if you'd like to be a part of this conversation, and we will be right back. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. All right, so the balance challenge for this week is related to our research, which, by the way, I do not say. So the balance is brought to you by PZ Heads. And PZ Heads is a natural hair salon that specializes in locks and braids and a lot of amazing natural hairstyles. So definitely check them out. And they also have a line of uh, products called Daisy's Garden. Everybody loves the lemon butter cream. So check it out at P-E-E-Z-Y-H-E-A-D-C.com. All right. So the... Um, balance challenge for this week is related to our research which is to laugh (laughs) i want you to be intentional what i love about this yoga um the style of yoga this laughter yoga i brought up earlier is that it's intentional it's we are going to be intentional about laughing because i don't know if people realize um how long they may go without laughing or how you know serious they may become over time especially when 
the weight of the world is on their shoulders and it, it, there's just not a second to just stop and laugh. And, and I know that I have to be intentional about just some things that I want to do to maintain, like exercising, going to walk. Um, the, the four things that Miriam had talked about, fasting, the, you know, alcohol, food, media, and news, social media and news, correct? Those are four. correct. Uh, and so in doing those things, you've got to be intentional. So I am adding another one in terms of intentionality, which is to laugh. So every day this week, every single day this week, I want you to make sure you have found a way and a reason to laugh. If you've got to turn on Dave Chappelle or whoever you like, <laughs> whatever you like, um, whatever you need to do or call a friend or whatever it, or if you just need to sit down and just laugh do it because there are so many health benefits to doing so um, and I'll just tell you a few it's efficient exercise um, 10 minutes of hearty laughter is equal to 30 minutes of rowing or jogging What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> laughing is enjoyed by everyone it feels good throughout your body it improves circulation so the diaphragm movement that happens with laughing, it causes more oxygen to be sent to your cells. And so this is how it improves circulation. And and, I'm, and this is the last one I'm gonna list. There's a lot more, but I'll give you more later. It boosts the immune system. And we need that <laughs> right now. Yeah. So this week, your job, your challenge is to laugh every single day this week. Do you have anything to add to that, Miriam? You know, when you said boost the immune system, you just opened up just a huge box for me. Um, yes, laughing will boost your immune system. But okay. I don't think folks realize how much yoga boosts your immune system because it releases and releases stress. It takes away from you. It depletes away all the anxiety and the fears and uncertainties. And also, too, wait, let me stop you. We're going to go to a break. <laughs> I should have told you, like, one when you system, I'm in. <laughs> but we are going to talk. Let's, let's let that be where we start off with the immune system and yoga uh, when we come back. So stay with us. We'll be back. Mm -hmm. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, Robert Pierce is joining us virtually. He's on Facebook Live, and he's kind of with us in this conversation, but he was having some technical difficulties, so he is um, still with us, though. And our guest today is Miriam Frost. She is the founder and owner of uh, Stellar Power Yoga. And today we are talking about how life is crazy, but we're going to live, love, and laugh anyway. And, um, and so the balance challenge was to find a way to laugh every single day this week. I know that might be some work for some of y'all. Be intentional. And one of the things that, uh, one of the benefits of laughter is that it boosts the immune system. So I also would love for Miriam to talk about how yoga also serves to boost the immune system, which is something we all need right now. Sure, absolutely. So a lot of things that I'm hearing um, is that, you know, the folks who are getting sick are the ones who have uh, immune, their immune system is compromised. So it went into a dialogue of my thinking. It's like, okay, that was one of the things that I focused on the two weeks that I closed is how can we increase the immune system? How can we help people? And I, I just think it's just so amazing because I have friends who are, you know, they, they're entrepreneurs in, in, in the making 
and everyone is thinking of all these different ways to you know boost the immune system and of course exercising yoga absolutely because it decreases stress and and anxiety and and anticipation and all that stuff because it allows you to calm calm your nervous system and also the main thing is we need strong lungs right we need to in order to to fight anything that's going to come our way physically so the breathing we call pranayama breath which is part of the eight limbs it increases the lung capacity so we breathe we do three-part breath four parts all kinds of breath exercises that we do and then what happens is you increase your lung capacity when you do yoga i remember a couple of years ago when when, before i even had the studio i remember i'd go to the doctor because i did exercising and yoga and the doctor was so amazed at how he's like, well, how much do you exercise? He can tell by listening to my lungs hmm. that my breath capacity. Yeah. So we really have to keep this working in our bodies and, and, and working our lungs and our system to not only um, feel good and look good, but to actually truly be good on the inside. Um, I love it. And that's key on, you know, from the inside out We're we're so concerned about what we look like on the outside and uh, we got to take care of that inside, you know, people exercise and I'm guilty because I want to stay in shape and, you know, be cut and this and that, but what about the inside? And, and so yeah. Robert actually has a question that he just posed on Facebook live. Um, he's saying, can we, can you, cause I can't, can you <laughs> tell him about the benefits of hot yoga? Is there something, that hot yoga does differently. Well, I love it. So my studio is hot. It's a heated studio. So, all right. So here's the difference. So you have non-heated, you have warm and you have hot. Hot okay. is over like 110, 105. We don't go that far. Um, so my, this is just my own philosophy. We stay at 85 to 95, maybe 97. So okay. my philosophy is this. Um, just like when you're exercising a routine and you're getting ready to get, you need a warm up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel that the body needs to, in order to go into some of these poses, because you're stretching and you're lengthening and you're, you're doing all this engagement with the ligaments and the, and the muscles, you need to be warm to be able to get into those poses, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to go into them cold. You want your body nice and warm. So if the temperature in the room is already warm, your body's already ready to go into some of these poses and you can, you can master them at your pace, right? right, if, right. if it's too hot, I have a I just have a feel, a feel that it, you, your body, your mind might trick you into thinking that you can go deeper than you can if it's too hot. Yeah. So now you cause injury. So I, I always look for that. That middle ground is we don't want it too hot. We don't want it not hot enough. Keep it warm. Keep it at a temperature that people will uh, get a benefit from it. Sweat out the toxins. Get you know, engage in flexibility, but not too far. Um, right. With you know, opening the studio. Same mm-hmm. thing. You want to do it. You want to be right in the middle. You yeah. don't want to jeopardize people's lives, but you also need to bring um, service to people who need it, especially now. Yeah, that's great. That's good. I, I had no idea. Um, another question that he's asking, and I wonder, is this partially related? And I don't know if Robert got to hear that part of the conversation, but related to the question I asked about, um, you know, Christians' views of um, yoga and, and why some people may be apprehensive about it due to maybe some um, spiritual groups that aren't compatible with their own. So, I, and so I'm not sure if this is the basis for Robert's question, but I'm just going to pull that into it. Um, what part do mantras play in yoga or meditation? Mantras, just like ums, anything that you do in addition to a class, like we do something called um, it sounds something like this. Oh. 
And it's, it's, a, it's a sound, right? It's the vibrational sound. So what we, how we view it is a frequency. You know, the, fre- mm-hmm. the higher your frequency, the higher light information you have. Um, same thing with mantras, you know, the lotus, you know, the prayer hands. You know, so all of these things um, is by choice. Like we don't require, like depending on what studio you go to, Nobody, as far as I know, requires you, you have to do prayer hands. Right. Or you have to do lotus or you have to do um. You don't have to. But Mm -hmm. if you feel comfortable to do it, because I remember when I did my training, I was umming until I knew what it was. (laughs) And, you know, I never heard it the way that you just did it. It was just beautiful. It was amazing. Thank you. (laughs) In Sanskrit, like you hear someone say utkatasana, which is chair pose. We use Sanskrit. Sanskrit is the native original language from India where 23, 33, 43 languages derived from Sanskrit. It's the original language. So mm-hmm. we, I, if I teach a class and I say Utkatasana and I'll say chair pose, this way you know what I'm saying and you're not like, like what did she just say? Or only the people who know what Sanskrit is can do it. Yeah. Everybody is included. Um, so I think it's just educating people. Uh, do what you feel works for your spirit if it doesn't work for your spirit then leave it out maybe you might want to do it another time maybe you you don't but it's not a requirement this studio no spirituality um we don't emphasize anybody's religion mm-hmm. but as far as like what i speak to um i will speak to a place from from my from my learning experience so if i share something with you and i say you know courage um is being able to um, not only stand up for something, but to also sometimes sit down. Mm-hmm. That is my spiritual gut. It's coming from my gut, from mm-hmm. my experience, and I understand how it works, and I'm sharing that with you. Yeah. Um, if it lands on you, it and most of the time it does, because it's coming from that intentional good place, you'll know it in your gut. Well, and, and this is the second time you've really emphasized that idea of the gut and, and really trusting what comes from that. So when you said earlier, and I think it's worth repeating that if, you know, when I asked you, well, what's safe and what's not safe? And you said what's not safe is what doesn't, you might say it better than me, what doesn't feel safe? Or if, Ask if yourself. You have to ask, ask yourself, how do I feel right now? Because it yes. could be you just, you could, you could have an underlying fear that you're just not ready to open up yet. And that's fine. Because mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're safe. So, so I, I tell people, you know, come, you don't, you, the first class you can come in is free. Come in a couple of times, get, get comfy. If you're not comfy, I'm cool. And most time people are comfortable. Actually, most of our members actually grow and go to other places and grow their practice. Mm. So yeah. So they pretty much, they find what they're, um, they feel comfortable and welcoming and they don't feel like they're, um, um, I don't want to, emphasize but like they don't feel like it's like like a group that's only for us yeah, <laughs> yes. included. like yeah this is not that type of party we're right. all included in this in this party everyone whatever walk of life you come from we're a very diverse studio diverse in size and in, in religion and in, in culture it's i remember having a class that i did um it was new year's we do a new year's class we had about 45 50 people in this room and yeah, we were, it was awesome. We do it every new year's. Um, we bring in champagne afterwards and everything in celebration. And I remember telling a story of a little girl, a little girl who lived in New York uh, around so many diverse people and how this little girl 
didn't care for groups that were segregated to themselves. So you had the Spanish and the white and the black and the Chinese and everybody was segregated. And this little girl was me. And this little girl grew up to always know. I, re- I remember creating my own. I said, okay, since y'all want to be grouped up, we're going to create, a, I'm going to have a group. And it was one of everybody. <laughs> Everyone was, everybody, nobody was excluded from that group. It didn't matter what you looked like or what, how you spoke or if you didn't even speak English. It didn't right. matter. You were cool. And lo and behold, I look around the room, New Year's, you had Asian, you had white, you had black, you had everybody. And we all realized that we had one thing in common. We all don't want to feel alone. Mm. We all don't want to feel left out. Yeah. Human connection. Yeah. So how do we, how do we make those connections happen is one thing that I've learned is having a greater understanding for someone else's experiences. Not that you have to agree. We don't have to agree. Yeah. But having a greater understanding for how they come to that understanding of what they view. And same thing, understanding yourself the same way. It's an interesting and fascinating way to view the world instead of um, uh, going to one side and say, I don't want to be over there. I don't want to be over there with that group. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with that group. It's like, how did they become this way? And it's, it's, a, it's a greater understanding. Right. And only right. that samadhi is telling you the bliss I believe can get you to a place where it's even intriguing enough for you to even get close to that peaceful satisfaction of yourself. Remember, we're a reflection of other people. If yeah. we if we feel a certain way about ourselves, we're going to project that onto others. Absolutely. But if we start working on this, we can see that in others too. Well, it's interesting because what you're saying right now is, you know, and I, as I look at the, the country, as I look at, you know, I could probably extend this out to the world, but I see this really happening in our country where we have so many factions right now. And we were already, you know, separated out by race and religion, but now we're separated out by let's go back to work. Let's not go back to work for the president. Let's not go for the president. Let's, you know, there's so many factions right now. And so I think what you're saying is so important um, for us to try. It's an important goal for us to try to figure out how to bring everybody together. Um, So we have to go to break. If you have to throw out there. Um, um, It's a lot, but yes, I'm totally with what you're saying. And we have to see a greater picture. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Well, thank you. We'll be right back. All right. Good evening and welcome to the second half of the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. Robert Pierce is with us on Facebook Live. So he is watching and he's commenting and he is fully engaged with what's going on. And uh, today we are talking about life is crazy live, love, and laugh anyway. And we have Miriam Frost, who is the owner and founder of Stellar Power Yoga. And she's here helping us with this conversation about how to live, love, and laugh in these times. And one of the ways that she was just speaking to was how to build alliances and and, and cross those boundaries and connect with people um, who may not be necessarily like you, but there is a commonality. We all have that commonality of, of human connection. And you know what? One of the things... I am blown away by the ways that we have found to connect with each other through this whole coronavirus thing. The way your studio is doing virtual, the way my my daughter's birthday is tomorrow. We're doing a birthday party via Zoom and, you know, drive-by parade and, you know. So 
people find ways. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. I know. I love it. Yes. And so we find ways. Um, and so I, so I, I, I love and appreciate what you're sharing. And, and I know we kind of, um, you know, had to go to break. And so I wanted to see if you had, you know, more that you were going to add to that, you know, to that piece. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that um, in order for us to um, have a greater understanding of other people and other cultures and why they do the things that they do, whether good or bad, is that we have to have a willingness to be open enough to understand. Doesn't yeah. mean we have to agree. Right. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Because <laughs> mm. it does hurt. Right. Um, some of the things they were saying about the mayor when I mean it was just it was, no, it was my, but my response was this darn there's some scared people out here scared yes you know what I mean so now my thought process is not anger but almost like what's the common sense of it is fear mm-hmm. it's fear so you fear not to open your business so you're gonna call somebody names yeah is fear that you can't make no money that you're used to making, but you can't make it anymore. So you decide to do. So you are control of your reactions of what you do when you are in a situation that's challenging. And how do you choose to persevere? Is that your way to persevere? Is call someone a name? Yeah. To, to I'm sorry, but that's not going to get you far. It won't. It won't go far within your spirit. Right. You know, so how do you grow? You will always stay in that stuck person. You will you will be stuck there. And, you and to, you're going to get looked at by Miriam with a side eye after this virus if you have not side grown. Yes, we all have to find some kind of way to grow. And it's going to, it's just so interesting. Like uh, one of the things I noticed too, uh, there's a lot of light coming out of the dark right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? And we're focused on the dark. You know, so many, so much of of the news and the me- social media is focused on the dark. But I, so I love that, that you said that, that that there's so much light coming out of the dark. What what is some of that light? Well, some of the light is not so good. Some it's it's just light. Mm-hmm. It's just shining a light on things that are not so good. And some are really really good. Like the amazing thing that we're doing right now yeah. to connect, no matter what. You know. Right. Um, but if we, there's gonna, there's gonna be a balance. We're gonna get both. Yeah. What I believe is watching all the light come out, mm-hmm. shining all the light on everything, and seeing where can you help. Yes. Where, where which, where can you help? Where is your purpose? Because we purpose-driven people. Right. Where, where is God trying to guide us to help in this light? But if we're closing our eyes and we're like getting angry and we can't see, oh, that's the issue. That's an right. underlining issue. So yep. let's see what I can do about that. It's a mental illness. You, you have domestic violence. You have people who have issues as a, as a child haven't, you know, got, got, got through that. There's so many other things underlining. That doesn't mean, Pamela, that we have to be subjected to um, allowing ourselves to be mistreated or right. misused. But it's just the, the, the big picture. I remember when I was in corporate, I remember this uh, one of my bosses, she would always tell me, um, let's look at the big picture and read between the lines. Yep. Look at things for face value. Read between the lines, look at the big picture. And that those little lessons and those uh, seeds, those nuggets, they add to what we're living in, in, our, regular, in our regular lives every day. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you look at the big picture, and the, the thing is, it's not about focusing on the behavior of the other person. You know, once you understand that there is a different experience that is going on with them, and these are in the words of Danelle Porche, who comes on my show, um, that they are having a different experience. So it is your job to decide how you are going to respond and navigate your own life, you know, as a result of that. Right to that. So, yes, I yeah. agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And then that, that builds you. Yes. Yeah, right. It builds you for greater people. Yes. To be a greater person and for a greater world. Good stuff. All right. Stay with us on the live exchange and we will be right back. All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela and uh, Robert Pierce is with us. He is on Facebook Live on the Sensation Station Network page and he is commenting and questioning and all that good stuff. And we are joined by Miriam Frost, who is the founder and owner of Stellar Power Yoga in Vinings, uh, Georgia. Um, so what we're talking about today is uh, what it means in this midst of the crazy world and the craziness that's going on in the world is how to live, love and laugh in the spite of that, uh, you know, in, in spite of that. And, and it's such a great um, addition to have Miriam here because my understanding of yoga is that it's really an approach to, to holistic health and wellness. And, and you gave eight different um, types of yoga that, uh, you know, it speaks to, you know, it, it covers everything. And so when, when we're talking about live, love and laugh, yoga covers all of it. There's even a laugh yoga. <laughs> So um, Robert has a question here and um, he says, where can you find the yoga online classes and the times and all of that? Okay. Well, you can go to our website. It's stellar-poweryoga.com. And right now we're offering around 20 classes virtually and we're going to add some classes outside um, on a, you know, regular post um pre-coronavirus we had about 40 classes a week on the schedule oh wow so we're gonna, yeah so it, so it's like half the you know and half the members half the classes but that's okay because there's so many things to learn in this process and to make adjustments to which is what life is all about yes this is, this is the major one um do i wear a mask or i don't wear a mask do i wear a mask at home or my car do i don't you know so many yeah. small things and developing things but yeah, you can go to our website and if you're welcome to send me an email as well, because um, I know some folks, um, they are beginners, they're not really sure which classes to start with. So I will guide you through that whole entire process. I will show you and, and tell you exactly what you're in for, whether you're coming to a studio like mine or you're going to maybe a Bikram studio or a different studio. Um, I'll let you know so you're prepared when you walk into the door. Um, you can send me an email at stellapoweryoga at gmail.com, and I will definitely answer those questions for you. Bikram, you just drew a term out, and I've seen it. I've seen it in writing. What's a Bikram studio? So Bikram yoga is the one I was telling you that's really hot. So it's okay, like it. one and more, and it's, mm-hmm. they, they utilize only 26 poses. Well, 26 poses. We have a lot more poses in yoga, but they okay. really emphasize 26 poses in that practice. Got it. Okay. So the, um, and I just, 
a great idea. And uh, PZ Heads has actually uh, just commented and she said, you're awesome. Very knowledgeable. Thank so you. Thank you. <laughs> and it just, it, it really makes me think that, you know, because there's so many things that we are doing um, to be innovative, to see each other, to spend time with each other. And I can see this being a way of getting all the girlfriends together or getting the family together or, you know, um, because it's virtual, I can see my son you know, who's in California joining this and he and my daughter and myself are all doing this together. Um, what does this look like when it's being done? Is it kind of, um, you know, it, do we see each other or do we just see the instructor? How does this look? That's a good question. That's a good question. So how we do, we have the option on Zoom to go into a gallery mode or we can go into just the instructor view. So what I like, what I like to typically do is what I'll do is um, I'll set it up for the teacher to teach, whether I'm teaching it or not. And then we'll, and everybody will sit in a waiting room. Um, once, once the class begins, we'll bring the folks out of the waiting room and then they'll go into the class, right? I'll unmute, I'll, I'll begin to unmute everyone so that the teacher can um, talk to them and he'll come over and we'll see the name. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lisa. And just say hi. And they have the option if they want to be, um, on video or not so they can turn it off and then we cue them mm -hmm. we cue them okay guys you can i'm going to put you on mute now be sure you're on mute because we don't want the background um, noise in someone's home uh like because everybody can hear it everybody yeah. else can hear it so if, as long as everyone's on mute everyone's on mute and then we begin class and after class again we do the same thing we unmute everyone the teacher engages with the members um, but one thing I, I do have to share that's really, really important because I, I try to pay attention to what um, is, is, is being taught in, in every situation, a lesson. And when we first opened up those type of classes and I would see their faces in these little boxes, Zoom boxes, um, there was such a depletion and a, a almost dehydration and um, disheartenedness in people's faces that I would see almost every day in the studio. Wow. And it, it broke my spirit because, and it made me want to give them more and more. Yeah. Uh, just as clear as day. But this week um, that just passed, we're in the fourth week, fifth week. And um, I, I, I was so enchanted by being able to see people's faces now. And there's an uplift in their faces. You can see which is something I never thought I could do see is a connection like that on, on virtual. But yeah. I see people feeling more and more uplifted. Oh, when I saw that, I knew that, yeah, fear don't have nothing on us. We, we, I love it. We're going in. We're going in to take care of people. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I love it. Like I said, I've been seeing all of these different industries really, you know, figuring it out, how to get us connected. You know, Kev on stage having couples karaoke night, uh, the, the draft on the NFL draft was just done, you know, and so virtually. So I, I commend you for what you're doing. We do have a couple of more questions and we'll ask those when we get back. So we see your questions. Um, stay with us on the live exchange and we'll be right back.
All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and Robert Pierce is joining us on Facebook Live. And our guest today is Miriam Frost, and she is the founder and owner of Stellar Power Yoga. And she's given us some great information um, about what our show topic um, is is really speaking to, which is how to live, love, and laugh in these crazy times, and and what it takes to really do that. Um, we have a couple of questions uh, on Facebook Live that I want to uh, put out there. Um, what if, and this one is from Robert Pierce, um, what if your body is not flexible? And that's a good question. I tried to do a high kick the other day and I think I popped something. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's not about your body being flexible. It's about your mind being flexible. Mm, It's (laughs) It's not about what poses you can get into and twisting up like a pretzel. No, it's about there's a um, there is relentlessness, there's perseverance, there's courage, there's bravery to face everything that you're going through in life. You can notice how you react to it on your mat. Because if I say to you, go into a pose and you have some resistance to that, that has nothing to do with me. It's, it's you working on yourself within yourself. So finding out why am I resisting to bend my knee? Why am I resisting my shoulders? Now, um, the flexibility has nothing to do with um, the kind of pose. We have all types of beginner intermediate yoga. So there's always props that we use. So mm-hmm. if you can't get into a certain pose, we have pillows, we have blocks, or, you know, we have things that you can use. Like if you can't touch your toes and you're sitting on the floor, we have a strap that you can use. So we will help you progress to the pose physically, which is only okay. the asana to get to what you want to be in. But um, well, again, the eight limbs of yoga, the pose, the flexibility of the body is just one piece of it. Just one everything, piece. Else, mm-hmm, everything else goes from how are you, are you beating yourself up? Are you saying, I can't do this and I want to give up? I don't like the teacher. What are you saying inside of yourself? That mm-hmm. is the flexibility that you need to have with my, men, mindfully willingness to get involved and then the heart and tenacity to stay involved. When I first uh, did yoga, I got, and I was doing fitness for years prior to this, and I got my butt beat. Like, I mean, I, I, I got challenged, and I was like, and I was mad, so I couldn't do the poses, but that's mm. what kept me coming back. But what kept me in it was what I learned about myself. Wow. So, you know, and that's so powerful because we are right now being challenged to to um, really mind over matter, to just put it simply, um, because we don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. We don't know what the world's going to look like in a month. And that requires so much of our mind. And it's it, it's showing us, like you said, it's shining light on certain places. It's shining light on certain aspects of ourselves that we need, you know, to 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 know about, that we need to be aware of. So. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Well, you you mentioned the eight limbs of yoga. And for those who didn't work with us in the very beginning, could you just give us those eight limbs again? Sure. So you have you have the breath, which is pranayama. You have the postures, which is the asanas. Um, You have you have concentration, focus. You have meditation. You have a detachment from your senses and you have the two which i like to work on is self morals and society morals is how you treat yourself and how you treat others and then you have samadhi which is the bliss is that 
that sense of feeling peace. Um, so whatever yoga you do, you're, this is the principle, the eight limbs. The eight, eight limbs are, we're working on these eight limbs throughout the entire, uh, whatever we do. When we say the practice of yoga is mm-hmm. practicing on getting better at focus, at meditation, at the poses, you know, mm-hmm. physical. Um, and, and, and if you notice, the only one out of the eight limbs is the, the asana, the, you know, being able to touch your toes or kick your leg up. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is to achieve the ultimate, which is what we want, peace and bliss. It's nice. Can you imagine just being like, you know, not having a care in the world and you just feeling all peaceful <laughs> inside and, and, and then your body hurts. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You're, you yeah. can't have peace if your body hurts. That's why the movement and the strengthening of the body is important in asanas, if that makes sense. Um, it does. What I, to, mm-hmm, what I want to share with you is something I share um, with the class, typically um, at the end of class. And what I share with people is we are in control of the paths that we take. I'm in control of if I want to go down this street or that street. Mm-hmm. I'm in control if I want to talk to the. I'm in control of things that I choose to do based on the information that I have. But I'm not in control of the results. Yeah. So That's that right. is a whole different. Like all the attachment. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're mm-hmm. not in control of the result, we should feel solace just so that we have, we know that we are doing what we have. We're doing the best that we can for the paths that we have control of. Well, and no matter what the result is, when we get there, we get to navigate and make a decision about how we respond to the result at that time. We just, we have to know that no matter what the results are, if we are quarantined for two more weeks or we're quarantined for two more years, God forbid, (laughs) we have, we, we have the control to, to decide what we do with that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we we're going to come back when we come back. Um, we want to address Natalie Harden's question, which is which class is best for beginners. So um, we, we'll, we haven't forgotten you, Natalie. We're definitely going to deal with that question. <laughs> Of stellar power yoga, um, and we've just been talking about all the amazing, um, you know, benefits of yoga. Um, but we had a question from Natalie Harden. She was asking, you know, which class is best for beginners? Well, the beginner classes would be a meditation class, a deep stretch class, or a class called Hot Sequence, which is it's not a um, it's not our typical power flow, which is more kind of more work more athletic um, type of class where it's, it builds you up to get to those classes like a power flow class. Okay, nice, very nice. All right, yeah, and I, you know, the, the meditation one, I think probably the most common thing you might hear from newbies to meditation is that they fall asleep or they can't focus or they're thinking too hard or, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> For the most part, I think um, if, if, if it's a long duration of meditation, yeah, you can possibly fall asleep. I've had people fall asleep in my class and I'm like, wow, they really need to rest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so they that. shouldn't feel guilty uh, then. No, not at all. But it, you, it, it's a practice because yeah. meditation is not easy. You have to practice being still and being alert and observing your own thoughts. That's what mm-hmm. meditation is, is observing your own thoughts. So a lot of people think that it's like clearing your mind. It's almost impossible to clear your mind, but you can refocus 
you can refocus your thoughts to something else, like your yeah. part of your body, your breath, and then now you're observing your thoughts and you're getting to know yourself. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, so there's, you've, you've talked about a lot of different, um, you know, benefits and, and there was, there were a couple of different um, points that I found on um, just looking at, you know, Harvard's discussion of, of um, yoga. And there were just some specific ones that you, you actually um, probably touched on these, but I wanted to highlight them that one thing was natural anxiety relief. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of anxiety going on right now. And, and I think what better um, thing to do than to just get still and get quiet, meditate, do some yoga. Um, there was also, there's two more, and I'll just let you respond to those, um, stress response. So, you know, we've got the anxiety, but also stress. How do we, you know, um, better manage stress? And then, um, I think those were the main two. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. the anxiety, the anxiety is when, when we have a lot of a buildup anxiety, we're anticipating something in the future. So we're not present moment. So in order to, re, to, yeah, to relieve yourself from looking into the past, it's hard because we're always going on the next thing on the next thing, especially even now. That's why I had to take those two weeks off because we're always in the next thing. What do we do? What do we do next? Um, yeah. so a lot of this situation has caused a lot of anxiety in people. We had it before. That's it just yeah. elevated, right? Um, right, right? Actually looking too too far into the future oftentimes. And oftentimes depression is looking too far in the back and staying oh, there. That's interesting. I didn't realize so that. If we if we if we look in the future, we're looking for balance, right? So we have balance and fo- the focus in, in one of the, the focus in the one of the eight limbs is about balance. We do a lot of balancing pose. Because mm-hmm. if you focus, you maintain your balance a lot better. Yeah. Focus, right? So if you have anxiety and you're looking into the future and you have feeling depressed because you're staying in the past, we try to bring you into the present moment so you can start focusing on something that's now. So we start by allowing you and teaching you how to focus on your breath. Yeah, your mind's going to wander, but you're going to, the, the, well, there's a will, there's a way. You want to learn this stuff, you're going to keep coming back. We cue you. We're there to coach you. And come back to your breath. Don't think about, think about only your breath. And every time you lose it, come right back to your breath. And all of a sudden, five minutes goes by, 10 minutes go by. You start learning to increase that meditation. Now you're doing a 30-minute meditation. You didn't even realize it. Wow. (laughs) I really love, um, you know, what you're saying about the past and the future and not being in the present. I think that one of the most important keys to survival right now is staying in the present more so than any other time. And, you know, because the danger in going too far in the future and too far in the future can be a week from today, because honestly, we don't even know what a week from today is going to look like. It's hard to even plan for that. So if we can just stay in today and look into tomorrow. Um, but but I see a lot of people also going into the past. Oh, I remember when I was at the beach or gosh, I remember when we used to be able to, you know, just go sit in a restaurant. And, you know, and so I, I, I love that you said that because it to me tells us we need to be careful about where we're letting our, our thoughts wander if it's too far into the past or the future, we need to stay right here right now. And, and, you know, honestly, it's not bad to go in the future and, and in the past, just long enough to appreciate the present moment. Yeah. Because because we're going to go back and forth. We have to, we have to keep moving forward and we have to right. learn from our mistakes. <laughs> of course. But when it starts to trigger anxiety and depression, yeah, we've got to be aware. But how do we do that? What, what are we saying to ourselves to say, 
I need to be in the present moment because it's not easy. Like you can choose to be in the present moment, but why? Right. Why I want to be in the present moment because if it hadn't been for my past, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. And I know where I'm going, but I need to take my pick, my, my, my pace at going where I, I can see, okay, I have a three-year plan, a two-year plan, one-year plan, six-month plan. That's fantastic. Right. However, can I, I want to appreciate the tenacity that I have to go get that. I need to appreciate who I am to be able to do that right now. Right. Right. And and I love it. Have your plans. Please, by all means, make plans. And there's a difference between having a six month plan and looking six months from now and saying, oh, my God, our world is going to be. What kind of future thinking are we um, nurturing, you know, in this this process? And, And so, yes, planning plan, you know, don't pause life. If you've got a wedding in six months, Plan it <laughs> and have an alternative, you know, have, you know, but, but by all means, but, but try to be careful not to go into that gloom and doom um, yes. or not to sit in it because sometimes our mind just goes there, but yeah. And be sad. And then and we, we're sitting there sad in the future. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. No, it's just, just looking at it just enough so that we can say we have something we, we, I like to build, what I have inside of me to mm-hmm. say, I can, this is what I have to get that. Yeah. So I'm comfortable where I'm sitting right now because that's coming. And it get me there. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good. <laughs> like your tenacity and your, in your drive and your determination and bravery, all that good stuff that lives in you. Sometimes we forget it lives in us and we're just running to the, to the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, since our producer is sitting right here in, in front of us, I'm going to ask, I'm just going to be candid and ask, so we're we going into research or should I, <laughs> should I go into it right now? Or cause I could do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so the research I thought was interesting and, and it's really, um, this is looking at how uh, different leaders around the world are dealing with coronavirus. And the reason why I found this to be so intriguing is because we can adopt these strict strategies in our own lives. So this is an article that is um, from the New York Times, and it says what countries with the best coronavirus responses have in common. And it just so happens that those countries are um, countries who have leaders who are women. And yeah, and it's, it's like really amazing to see. And, um, and you know, they talk about countries, um, you know, like uh, Iceland. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Um, maybe I'm reading the wrong countries here. Oh, so Angela Merkel, who is the chancellor of Germany, for example. Um, and she stood up calmly and told her country that this is a serious bug that would infect up to 70 people. Um, it's serious. Let's take it seriously. So what they're saying here, her strategy is truth. I'm going to tell you guys the truth and we're going to face the truth and we are going to address the truth. There's no sugar coat, there's no thinking, there's no game, bait and switch, none of that. I'm going to be honest with you. So that was the first strategy. The next one was decisiveness, meaning I am going to make a decision and we are going to move and we're going to act on this. We're not going to hem and haw on this. We don't have time for that. Oh, that is like my favorite phrase. We don't have time for that. <laughs> like, calm down. We don't have time. So, <laughs> so Cinda Ardern of New Zealand was early to lock down and crystal clear on the maximum alert that she was putting the country under. Um, and, and so the next one is technology. 
So Iceland, under the leadership of Prime Minister Katrine, and I'm not going to try to say this last name, is offering free coronavirus testing to all of its citizens and will become a key case study in true spread and fatality rates in COVID-19, which is interesting because this is the innovation, this is the technology. Everybody's getting testing. Is there any state in the United States where everybody's getting testing? Like, what? what? <laughs> so that's one. That's the third one. And then the fourth um, principle is love, which I love. <laughs> Norway's Prime Minister Erna Solberg had the innovative idea of using television to talk directly to her country's children. She was building on uh, a short three, uh, building upon a, a three-minute press conference, and um, and she decided to dedicate a press conference where no adults were allowed. It was just for the children. Like, come on, I love it. And so, the so so really, in a nutshell, these four principles are truth. So be honest and truthful. Um, and I'm applying this to ourselves now. How do we use this for ourselves to survive, to have the best responses to coronavirus? Truth, decisiveness. Decide what is your strategy, and 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 put it into place and work that strategy. Um, tech. Look at we're using tech right here. Technology, innovation, and then the last one is love. How do you give love? How do you get love? How do you surround yourself and envelop yourself with love? Um, and, and I mean, the article in, in with his, with the fullness of its depth is is phenomenal in terms of the strategies of these leaders and the results because they have the lowest cases. I think like New Zealand had like 14, 14 maybe, maybe, and and four deaths. You know, it was really small. Um, and so I believe that the same strategies they used as leaders are the same strategies we can use as individuals. Truth, decisiveness, technology, and love. And I parallel this with much of what you've said today about our minds. Yes, ma'am. No, I, I, I totally agree. When you start talking about it, the first thing that came to my mind is we, we already do that now. And um, one of the things I was about to, uh, right before the coronavirus hit, Oprah was having a show taped and I was invited to come and they asked you some questions. And the question was to me was, um, what do you think women have um, the greatest challenge that we have? Not taking away from anything from men because men have their own challenges. Um, right. And it's credibility, mm. credibility, credibility. And these women, um, what you just expressed is the greatest um, uh, recognition of their credibility, which means a lot. Um, and that's just, that's, that's just says, uh, that says it all right there. Yeah. Trust, honesty, yeah. technology, and love. Yeah. That's the credibility that we all, um, we as women, we possess. And I don't think it's um, emphasized as great as, as it is. It's not. And we're going to do a whole show on this because I, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Keeping your balance. that this week's balance challenge is actually brought to you by the Academy of Creative Coaching. And by the way, the Academy of Creative Coaching, um, we have just graduated our latest class of certified coaches as of six o'clock Eastern time this evening. So they are newly minted certified coaches. Um, and, and this was a group out of Toronto. We are training people all over the world and Toronto was this week and we did it virtually. 
Um, so awesome and congratulations. If you are interested in becoming a certified coach, go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. So this week's balance challenge is um, actually interesting because we have written laughter into our curriculum and humor into our curriculum for coaching because it is an effective strategy. Um, but the balance challenge this week is to let your laughter be your internal massage. Laugh this week. Every day this week, I want you to find a reason to laugh and be very intentional about it. And just to give you a few benefits of laughing, one of them is it makes you look younger. <laughs> Who knew? People are always so worried about laugh lines, but <laughs> laughter makes you look younger. Um, you can gain more self-confidence through laughter. There, um, it, it alleviates depression and anxiety. It alleviates high blood pressure. It is a natural painkiller. Um, and that's actually one of the questions that, that I, I am going to pose uh, to Miriam too about pain management and yoga. Um, it alleviates bronchitis and asthma. It improves stamina in athletes. And it is a way of internally jogging. So check it out. Find a way to laugh every single day this week. You are going to feel so much better this time next week. I will be right back. <laughs> I'm Dr. Pamela, and um, Robert Pierce is joined has joined us on Facebook Live. And our guest today is Miriam Frost, who is the founder and owner of Stellar Power Yoga. And um, she has been giving us some amazing information regarding mindfulness and just health and wellness and holistic health and all of those things without using any of those words. But I, that's, you know, I know what she's talking about. <laughs> so Miriam, can you do some, a demonstration for us and just kind of show us something that we might be able to just kind of take with us? Sure. And, and just, if you don't mind me saying, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't use those same words because I want people to have a greater understanding of, of what's actually happening when they do yes. yoga. So yeah. if you, if you just it. close your eyes for a moment. We're going to do a three-part breath. Just close your eyes for a moment and just notice your breath. Just notice it. Don't try to change it. Don't try to make anything different. Just notice it. Good. Now, notice if, you're, if you can allow your body to relax. Good. Now take a complete full inhalation in. Hold that inhalation at the top. Hold it for five, I know, four, three, no peaking, two, exhale it out and hold it at the bottom where you let all the air out at the bottom. Now breathe in, full complete breath. Hold it at the top. Take a little more air in. Exhale it out. Now complete exhale out and hold it at the bottom. Two more like that. Inhale, fill up. Hold up at the top. You're increasing your lung capacity. Exhale, release and cleanse out. This time, inhale, courage. Notice how strong that inhale is. Exhale, fear. 
let it out, giving yourself permission and open your eyes. Just a tad bit. Yes, ma'am. Just a tad bit of what you already have inside of you. That courage, you feel that engagement. Nothing can happen unless you allow it to. So when you pull in these power words like courage and fearlessness, determination and love and compassion, and you feel it and you have like doubt and insecurities and you let that stuff out, what are you left with? You're left with only what you choose to keep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the whole practice is about. It's about uh, working on yourself from the inside out. And it's that deep. Um, You know, one of the things I want to share with you ladies is um, in the audience is um, this is um, an all together effort. It might mean all together. There's so many things that we're not doing that we should be starting to do or do more of to um, boost our immune system so that we as a society can be healthy and strong enough to deal with anything physical, mental, spiritually, or emotional. Mm-hmm. It's all of it, right? And just like uh, one of the teachers here, he, he does these uh, stones. I don't know anything about stone, but he has these understandings of how stones, certain types of stones um, help heal you, calm you, and release you. It, whether it's the truth or not, it's coming from a good place, and it's understood that certain stones help and, and feel a certain way, allow you to feel a certain way. So we add that to what we do. Then you have another young lady who started to sell sea moss. Sea moss is supposed to be this big, beautiful minerals, full of minerals, like 92 minerals out of 100 that we need in our bodies. Feed our souls. Yes, feed our spirit with things that we need. Learn about it. Engage about it. Um, so we, I was going into this dialogue is what else can I do besides yoga that will give my member community a, a big virtual hug from me? Mm-hmm. That, vegan food things that are healthy, recipes, um, anything that is naturally healing. Yeah. Um, for folks, I feel like this is an opportunity for all of us to come together and find things that are most natural and, and work our work it into our family and friends and, and, and share it. You know, I, I'm a believer that no matter how much information we give out, we could never be depleted because you can't take, you can't be depleted from love. You right. can't give all the love you, you can. You'll never be depleted from it because love is so enormous. Um, and that's what I want to do. So I want to take this to another level and say, what can I now that holistic, how can I holistically help people? I can share this good internal information, but what can we do physically to our bodies to yeah. help fight and not be the people that they say is, um, you know, we, we have underlining health issues. Right. Right. Well, and there's so many different um, strategies that people have used to address some of these, you know, health issues. You mentioned vegan, uh, a vegan diet. Um, And I know Robert Pierce is just, you know, he transitioned into a vegan diet and talked about the the abundance of health benefits that he experienced as a result. Um, And and that that may not be for everybody, you know, um, you know, but but there are different things we have to get into tune what's what we need, you know, what's going to work for us. The question I wanted to ask you was about chronic pain. Um, and, and I know that one person had asked about, you know, what's the best classes, um, you know, to take for beginners. And another one asked, you know, what if you're not flexible? And I'm sure these are common. 
So what about people who are experiencing chronic pain and it's just like physically they can't do certain things that would be. We have, we, we deep stretch. Remember I was telling you about the pillows. We have the deep stretch and the meditation to get you there. But Mm -hmm. oftentimes, believe it or not. um, Yeah, we do have physical pains. A lot of the pain is emotional and we can't get past Um. those emotional pains. We say to ourselves, we can't, we can't. And then next thing you know, like, We'll have, we have a pose called crow pose. If somebody do crow pose, like it claps because that crow pose, if you do it, you know that you, 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 you persevered through that barrier and you mm-hmm. took fear, you know, and it's not super dangerous, you're just on your hands. But the thing is, it's like um, physical pain is going to exist. So we use blankets and we will, and we'll modify even when you're at home. We'll tell you, make sure you have your prop, your pillows, your blankets, whatever you need. But please understand anatomy is part of our training. So anatomy tells us that uh, if you don't use it, you lose it, okay? Mm. Our bodies, as we get older, starts to decline this way. So what yoga does, it defies gravity and takes us the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Wow. Exactly. So wait, so you mean like, so can I learn how to do the split? I used to be a gymnast back in the day. (laughs) Your body has muscle memory. You 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 can probably get back into poses that you never thought you could ever again, love. Yes, ma'am. You can do that split. Not over for us. Yes, I didn't do a split until I was in my thirties. I'm telling you, you can do things that, and I never was able to do it as a youngster. Wow. So so Hmm. you you can take your body to the, but it's the mindset. It's taking care of yourself, eating right, putting the right things in. Um, You know, fast food is killing us really literally. Yeah. And just, just, you know, we can't, we have to, it's not going to be cold turkey, but it's a practice. Mm-hmm. It's a practice of being, if we don't learn anything about coronavirus, please let us all have learned that we have to take care of ourselves better physically, yeah. mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Yes. Yes. Um, and once again, can you share what your philosophy was about, you know, fasting in those four different areas? Cause I think that's powerful. Yeah. I've been living it, which is why I love it so much. And I feel yeah. Amazing, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so what, what my thoughts were, because I know people like they, 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 people want answers. They want to know, okay, you're telling me all this good stuff. All this stuff sounds good, but what, where can I start? You can start with fasting. It doesn't have to be like two days or three days. It could be, you know, for a couple of hours a day, you don't eat between six and six at night till mm-hmm. six in the morning or something. Yeah. If fasting, social media, we got to pull back. It's good for to receive what we need to do business, but we need to we can't turn over, and that's the first thing that we pull out is our phone. Social <laughs> media, and, and it, it's 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 a programming unlike TV. Yeah, <laughs> social media is a, like when when they did TV, they programmed us right, but now it's a whole different ball game. It's whole different, yeah. Alcohol, pull back from alcohol, pull back from certain types of food. It doesn't have to be all food. Certain types of food, maybe mm-hmm. if. If you're a you know fast food person, maybe leave that alone for a minute, for a month or so. Fast on something because there's something about fasting that gives us information that we didn't know that we didn't know. Yeah. Right. Um, exercise every day, and the fasting, of course, is going to bring us clarity. The exercising every day is going to build what we show the world, our outside confidence, and the meditation and yoga is going to build the inside, the self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another two things too. Um, I like to pick three people that I follow for at least three to six months. 
So you were one of them when I first met you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, I admire you and, and you admire someone. So I like John Holt Bryant. I would pick certain people. Mm-hmm. And then I would follow them for, for, for three to six months. John Holt Bryant, I, I still follow him because I did some work for him. But, and then what you do is this to help, this is to get us inspired and remain inspired through this, this trying time because we kind of down, right? So if someone inspires you, follow three people, three to six months. And then after that, pick another, maybe drop one person off. Drop That's one good. Off, and then keep those other three. Keep Bring one more person, but you still have the other two. I and love that. You keep doing that. And what that's going to happen is you're going to remain inspired. So I have mm-hmm. a list of people that I turn and I, and I, when I get up and I start, I look at these three people and mm-hmm. what they've done. And it, sometimes they may not have done anything for a week and that's cool. That gives me time to do something else, but at least it helps me to see what, to try to catch up on something that can inspire me. Right. Um, and, I, and, it, and also too, I think in yoga, we talk about staying grounded down to earth, not letting the ego get all out of control. Um, and and I, I, I feel that my groundedness comes from helping others. So I take yeah. care of my mom, 15 years. She's 90 years old now. And, and she's it's beautiful. Very, <laughs> it's very difficult, but it keeps me grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know, how it is, I know how difficult it is to be like, Ma, I just don't hear that right now. <laughs> but I have to <laughs> And I, you know, I lose myself sometimes, but it helps when you help someone else, you stay grounded. There's, um, yeah. since we've been closed here, there's a, a homeless guy that, that's outside. And I took the initiative to begin to talk to him. Lo and behold, I, talking to him, I realized that he's probably one of the smartest people that Ooh. I've ever come across. He's yeah. so articulate. I don't I know it. what happened to his story, but he's, he's sitting outside right now. And, you know, it. and, and. To me, that groundedness, the humility that you share with another human being, uh, yeah. walking by and pretending like I don't see him, I just said, you know what? I'm not going to make it a habit, but I'm going to say, hey, that's the boy start talking to me. Yes, <laughs> I um, love it. So I, I'm going to, I'm just going to give you a warning. We've got about a minute to go. So okay. I want to make sure that you're able to kind of let everybody also know where and how to find you. Absolutely. And I just want to share one more thing real quick. Okay. What is the project we've been working on? Don't hold it back no more. Grab that project that you've been saying that you're going to work on. Do that, Corona. Make it, call it Corona. <laughs> and work on that thing. Don't let that go. Don't let Here it is. <laughs> Coloring book. All right. So where you can find me. I am at Stellar Power Yoga on Instagram. Please follow me. I'm sharing so much information and sharing other people's information as well. Um, you'll see our class schedule on our website at www.stellar-poweryoga.com. You can email me at stellarpoweryoga.com. I will respond to you. Any questions, any I have, I'll give you the best answers that I have. And if I don't know where to get those answers, that you have to be specific and have integrity in my response, I will send you to the person that I believe can give you the best information for that answer. Um, we have right now five teachers. We come in here in the studio. We do the virtual classes from here. There's three, maximum three in the room at a time. We want you to feel like you're home here with us until we start doing classes outside. And then until this curve evens out or declines and then in the studio. All right. 
Woo, this has been I amazing. I know it's, it's gone so fast, just like it did last time you were here. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, please definitely reach out, go to um, check out Miriam's classes. I definitely will be doing that. Um, and just as a final little nugget, you know, this is a challenging time for all of us in different ways. Um, we may find some benefit and, and some, some growth in this, but, but think about the ways that you have overcome in the past from anything, everything that we've overcome. Um, from the uh, Instagram page of It's Stormy Baby, she says, write yourself a letter about everything you made it through and then read it every time you think you can't make it through. So that's just a little nugget for you. Remind yourself of how you've done it before um, so you can know that you can do it again. All right, well, thank you so much again, Miriam. Uh, thank you, Robert. Uh, thank you, Versus. <laughs> and I will see, we will see you all next week on the live exchange every Sunday night from six to eight. Remember, when we dialogue better, we do better. Namaste, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.